Hi, folks. Welcome to the Gospel of Kennison. This is episode 156, brought to you the week of February 14th, 2022. This is the personal audio journal of James Kennison, sponsored by our patrons with special thanks to Carrie Wright, Carrie Bernhardt, and Wesley Gill. Become a sponsor today and support this important program. <laughs> I couldn't say it without laughing at patreon.com slash GOK. Um, hi, I hope you're, I hope this show finds you well. Hope you're doing good. I'm doing better than I was last week. Last week was rough for old James. Um, it wasn't, it, you know, it, it, it's so hard to measure how crappy you feel because everything is relative, right? Um, I, in my depression journey, I have felt horrible, 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 horrible to the point of, of wishing I'd never been born. Um, so when I say that last week was rough <clears throat> in the big picture, things are better than they've ever been. Um, but last week was rough. Uh, I, I didn't want to podcast. I, I I couldn't do anything but go back to sleep, um, which is not normal. And I guess that in and of itself is a great way to be grateful, uh, even though it was bad, because bad isn't what it used to be. You know, um, I used to just want to sleep all the time. I used to not want to be. Uh, active all the time and now it's a rarity so it's a good thing but it all starts uh it, it was instigated by me messing up that laptop from last episode the laptop is still messed up still a big a big failure on my part but let's recap what happened because of the laptop. Maybe this is your first episode. You don't know what I'm talking about. Well, my son um, is a PC gamer like his dad. And, and I'm proud of that. I support that. <laughs> and he was using a laptop that I had purchased. An expensive laptop. Because what we did was uh, me and the church each paid for half of it. And so I got a nice gaming laptop because uh, I took what the church was paying and I added money to that to double the price. And uh, we got a nice laptop and um, I'll never buy another gaming laptop. I'll tell you that right now because they run too hot. The graphics card in that small space is too hot. But anyway, what happened was the laptop, the fan started making this horrible noise and it wouldn't let Jay play it anymore. And I thought, I can fix that. Long story short, I couldn't. I did replace the fan successfully. I just didn't put the laptop back together successfully. And uh, some ribbon cable just didn't go back right. And now it won't boot. So I'm thinking about taking it to media center, getting it fixed. It's our local, uh, legitimate 
computer repair store instead of like Geek Squad. <clears throat> but this caused problems. I love my son, so I want to want to help him out. So he took out a loan from me and we went to Micro Center and picked out parts to build a computer and I lent him as many old parts that I could from systems that I've built over the years. And there was one in particular, we could still use the power supply. I had an extra hard drive and we bought a graphics card that turned out to not run anything. We returned the graphics card and I gave him the graphics card out of my I have two PCs. One is my gaming and work PC where I do all my drawing and stuff. And the other one is the podcast machine. And it is only for podcasting. It didn't need a fancy graphics card, but it had one because it was an older gaming PC, right? Um, that I just downgraded into more of a service role. Uh, so I took it out and gave it to him. His PC suddenly is working great. But my in doing so, I had to unplug everything from the... Uh, from the podcast machine, including all the audio cables that I, but it wasn't a big deal. I have a notebook where I keep literally a photo of where all the cables go and I have it all listed out. Um, anyway, I thought that the onboard graphics card would run my monitor it did not it ran it at 640 by 480 which is a resolution <clears throat> that is ridiculously small this is like we're talking 640 by 480 would be 1993 or or sooner so anyway i ended up stressing over it several days and not podcasting because my podcast machine was not only uh without a graphics card uh it, it, it wasn't even plugged in. Long story short, I went to Best Buy and I bought a very expensive graphics card because that's all they had. They either had really cheap ones or they had expensive ones. So thanks, patrons, for your support. <laughs> um, but no, I, I paid $900 for a graphics card. and uh, But, but... But, 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 but I paid MSRP for it. I did not pay upgrade. If I, I went right on eBay, I went right to Amazon. I typed in the, uh, you know, the specs of my, or the title of my graphics card and they were going easily for, uh, three to $600 more, um, because people buy them and resell them at a, at a, at a, at a market upgrade. So I can take. Um, I can take solace in that. Also, I pretty much future proofed my PC. Cause what I did is I took the graphics card that I bought that was expensive. I put it in my gaming PC and then I took the graphics card out of the gaming PC and put it into the podcast machine. And so podcast machine is now running, but it's still not wired up. And so I grab, uh, I pull the desk out from the wall I grab my manual that I made and I go down there and guess what? All the photos, all of the descriptions are out of date. I didn't even realize it. 
Um, I, I, it just, they just weren't right. Uh, I have two audio cards installed in the podcast machine and their jobs. One of them is to play the, um, sound effects. The other one is to play John's voice through discord so that I can control the audio separately. I also have to send him what is called a mix minus, which I explained in the last episode, but it's all of the sounds, my voice and the, uh, audio, uh, effects minus his voice. And it takes a little doing with a, with a, uh, mixer board. So I, in the images in my manual, I had not yet installed that second graphics card. So, uh, talk about stress. I mean, it took me a few days to, uh, get to the point where I could handle going back there and dealing with it. Well, long story short, I did, I did that, uh, last week. I got everything plugged in. I'm going to tell you what's funny though, about anxiety is in my head, there were like six to 12 plugs. You know, in reality, there were four cables, four. I mean, if you think about it, it makes sense. There's a cable going out that, uh, from the graphics card that is playing the sound. And then there is a cable going back to the card, um, into the microphone so that John can hear it. So, uh, it, it, it really wasn't that complex. The hard part is not only do you have to do the hardware wiring is you have to go in the software and say, which card is playing what. And so we recorded a podcast, uh, where the audio, uh, from the sound effects was being compressed by my compressor limiter gate. I have a piece of hardware called a compressor limiter gate. And um, it, it does exactly what it says. It compresses, uh, which means it brings up the quiet noises and it uh, compresses, uh, well, on both ends. So it, so it brings up quiet parts and it squeezes down those parts that are too loud. So whether I'm whispering or I'm hollering, um, the sound is somewhat equalized and the volume is basically the same. Um, it also limits. Um, so it can only get so loud. Um, and it also, uh, the opposite of a limiter is a gate where it has to it make some noise. Otherwise it, the gate shuts and it's not record. It doesn't let sound through. So let me see if I can mimic that. I'll try to be really quiet and then I'll come up and then I'll, yeah. So I was whispering at such a pace that it didn't even open. And then, um, and then it did. All right. So, uh, compressor limiter gate. I can't remember quite why I brought that up, but anyway, all of, uh, all of every, Oh, 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 the, the sound effects were going through a compressor limiter gate and it was supposed to be John's voice. And so that was throwing me off. But then I realized, duh, I just set, um, the audio out wrong on the, uh, sound effects player. It was sending it out through, um, what should have been John's voice line because his voice needs to be compressed and limited uh, in case his volume changes. But the, the, the sound needs to be, it's already pre-edited to be a certain volume and everything is fine and equalized and all that. Oh, so anyway, last, uh, 
Last week was rough, but by Friday, um, I was ready to podcast. I was in the right mood. We didn't do it Thursday, and I asked John, can we do it? And he said yes uh, on Thursday night. By Friday, I was being asked to have a meeting with David, my friend David, because um, he was doing children's ministry at the church that we're going to right now, and um, he wanted some help, and I offered to help which was a big deal. And he wanted to meet on Thursday and I made a choice. Um, I, I canceled uh, the podcast on Friday to meet with David. Well, I thought David wanted to meet for hours. David wanted to meet for half an hour and uh, I could still do the show. <laughs> so I had canceled on John after asking him, could we do it? Can we do it, John? Yes. Sorry. We need to cancel. And then I wrote back and said, um, I, I can do the show. I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw together some show notes and we're going to do it. And, uh, that's what I did. I, I cut and pasted directly from the inbox right into the uh, show notes. I usually read things. I edit them. I, I give them proper titles. Um, you know, I, I, I may censor some things, meaning, you know, if it's too gross or it's just not striking me as, as particularly good or funny or or appropriate uh but but this one i was like you know what i just need to get it out and and do it and and we'll we'll do it live we'll do it live we'll we'll edit it live if it, if it needs to be edited we'll edit it and i and i ended up at kind of doing that with one of the stories um it was too gross so i i uh just visually skipped over some of the details to to smooth it out a little bit but um Anyway, we recorded a show on Friday, and it was a it was a success. Except the audio um, from the sound effects was very quiet, and also it's it's a thing that's happening, and I don't know why, but there is a one point two decibel difference between the left channel and the right channel, and I don't know why. Everything is set um, to be the same volume, and. Even now, though, I'm talking and I'm looking at the, uh, you know, the little the little lines that come up when volume is being displayed, you know, and I can see that the left channel is louder than the right channel, even though I'm speaking in, in mono. It's not a big deal on GOK because I just mix down the left and right channels into one mono signal and then I re-split them into left and right and they are both the same volume you see what i'm saying because i put them together and they become one sound and i split them back into stereo and they're both copies of that one mono signal um i hope it's i hope it's not too way too over your head and i hope this is somewhat interesting uh, a peek into the world of of podcasting behind the scenes um and and let me just say let me just couch all this by saying i i at the end of the day, I really don't know anything about audio uh, that I haven't learned by by monkeying around with it. Uh, John has promised, uh, John Steinklauber, my co-host over at That Story Show, that when he comes up in June for the uh, for Narthex Con, he's going to come in here into my room and he's going to give it a once-over and he's going to help me to get things wired properly because I, it works, 
but is it right? You know what I'm saying? Just because it works doesn't mean it's right. And so maybe he could answer the question, why is one channel? But when, when, when everything is the same, why is one channel louder than the other? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So, but the important part and the whole reason for that recap and, and then catch up to, to now is because uh, I, I think I've said it before. It is so important for my anxiety that everything on the podcast machine be ready to go to where I can turn it on. I can hit record and I can record a show. There's so much going against me when it comes to recording podcasts, uh, when I'm in a bad state, um, because I don't feel funny. The uh, building the show notes seems overwhelming. Um, anything on top of that is almost insurmountable. And so having everything ready to go, that's why I have a separate computer so that it can sit there and be ready at the drop of a hat. I don't have to change any audio settings. Everything's the same from the week before, blah, 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 blah. Um, well, it's now in that condition again, except for the issue of sound effects being a little quiet. I don't know what that is. I do need to look into it, but it's, it's probably, um, software related. So it's probably some windows setting where I just need to go into the sound properties for that program and, and pump up the volume a little bit, but that doesn't stress me out because I can't break anything, you know, uh, nothing needs to be rewired. Everything is all the settings are right, except for. Uh, that one thing, I don't know why it changed, but it did. So anyway, serenity now, serenity now. Did it, did I, did I sneak in there that I did kids ministry on Sunday? Yeah, well I did. David and I met, um, on Friday here at the house and uh, we we discussed it, and I found out that I have a very specific way of doing children's ministry when I prepare services for kids. And uh, you know, he asked for input, and I said, "Well, have you picked a theme yet?" And he said, "I was thinking about God's love, defining God, then defining love." And then defining God's love. And I said, well, that's a little, that's a lot to ask from kids. And, uh, the, the number of the, the age range of the kids was, I, he said first to fifth grade, but there had to have been a couple of kindergartners in there. I mean, I talked to a kid who's, who was five. So, um, asking a five-year-old to be able to understand three separate definitions in one sitting is a lot. Um, I have a, a, a belief or a, a thing that I kind of subconsciously go by is you try to teach them one thing, just one thing. And you focus on one thing, one take home thing. And it's because of a simple, simple thing. When I was a kid going home from school or church, mom would ask me what I learned. And I would say, I don't know. Or I would say God, or I would say, 
something basic. I never had a take home, you know, nothing stuck out in my head. And so when I do children's ministry, everything focuses on one simple concept. And so I really pushed him and said, you know, let's figure out what you want to talk about. And he said, I want to talk about God's love. And I said, well, what do you, uh, well, God's love is eternal. I said, that's great. But what does that mean when I'm home alone in my room, when I'm sitting in math class, when my parents are fighting in the next room, what is, what does eternal mean? Eternal's way out there. What, what does it mean to me as a child, uh, a, a me centered world where I look at everything through a me centered, uh, you know, uh, glass. And, and we settled on, um, God's love is unconditional. And I said, well, that's fine. We just need to define what unconditional means is without conditions, without rules. And, uh, we can go on from there. Well, we simplified it even more and we made a big deal. A big deal is, or the big idea he ended up calling it is a, is that take home thing? What did you learn in children's church today, Billy? Um, the big idea is that thing. And God loves me no matter what was that statement. Um, then you find a verse and a Bible story to go along with it. We ended up with the prodigal son and we ended up with Romans eight thirty eight. Uh, let's see. I, I am sure that nothing can separate me from the love of God. Uh, and I remembered that because I use a, uh, a memory and learning tool called a scripture picture. <laughs> And it's just a bunch of pictures for every word. Um, it's not overly complex like some scripture pictures have been in the past where you subtract letters and words. Every picture it, it represents a word. And um, some of them are easier than others. So, you know, uh, the uh, the word I it was an eyeball. Um, I am uh, was a yam, picture of a yam. So I am sure was just uh, a, a rubber stamped word sure because sometimes you, you can't find a word that is a pun um, so I just find a graphical representation of it I am sure that I had a guy pointing at a at a green glob some of them I have to make them um, I have a folder full uh, a called scripture picture full of these little graphics and I name them the word that I am trying to replace so I don't put E-Y-E, I name it I. And I have several I's, I have several offs, or, or, or I'm sorry, of. Of always use off, um, things like that. So that, and then um, I'm sure that nothing, I had thing from Fantastic Four with a big no symbol over him, so that's no thing, nothing. I'm sure that nothing can, I just had an aluminum can, separate, I had two little uh, toys, um, on each two sides of a cavern, like made out of blocks and said, that means separate. And, um, I just tell them that that's what it means. And, uh, so I'm sure that nothing can separate, uh, us. I had a picture of the U S I said, what else does U S spell? Um, they, they looked at a map of the United States and they said, it spells us. I'm like, there you go. So nothing can separate us, um, from, I just took the logo of uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, and I put an X through everything but from. Because, <laughs> like I said, 
how do you how do you show from except with text uh so at least you can make it fun and current so i used you know i knew everybody would know far from home um the movie so from uh the is always a green arrow um because that one's impossible otherwise uh love was a heart uh, of was was a can of off spray so uh, uh off off god uh, was an alpha and omega symbol, um, which is another name for God. So um, anyway, we we did all that, and um, I uh, suggested that to David, and um, I suggested the story, and uh, I suggested that all of the points, I, well, I suggested we'll let's split the Bible story into three parts, Let's do things in between the three segments. That way it stays, um, the segment stays short because kids have an attention span. And guess what that attention span is? is one minute per year that they've been alive um, is, is the general, you know, basic thing. So a five-year-old has a five-minute attention span. So, uh, you know, 12-year-olds have 12-minute attention spans, especially when you're teaching them things. If they're interested, it's it's exponentially longer like video games and movies and tv shows and things like that but but for for learning when they don't really want to do it they can they're limited so anyway all that to say is david did the teaching parts and he um came up with three points that all pointed back to the big idea um god loves me no matter uh who i am um or what i am God loves me no matter what I've done and God loves me no matter what's happened to me. And, uh, we, we illustrated each point and we did, uh, a game in between a segment and we did a video in between the segment that was illustrating God's love song about God's love. And I got to do those in between segments. So I led a game, um, just so you know, the game was, well, David had talked about chocolate and how when you like chocolate, you like chocolate donuts, you like chocolate cookies, you like chocolate muffins. And God is that way about people. He likes all kinds of people. He likes them all because he wants them to be his children. And it doesn't matter who they are. And that was the point, the first point. And so I took that and I said, okay, well, we're going to play a chocolate game. So I had a bunch of Hershey kisses in a bowl. And I had four bowls and four kids. Each kids put on some work gloves and they had 60 seconds on the clock to unwrap as many Hershey kisses and work gloves as possible. <laughs> and I'm telling you, um, there was a young girl up there and she was killing it, man. Until the last bit where this one boy pulled ahead and got one Hershey kiss more than she did. Uh, but the, the record was 11. And, and I said, so it was so fun, you know, watching these kids unwrap these, uh, now we're going to unwrap the truth behind, um, uh, God's love and see what it means, uh, that God loves us no matter what, of course, reiterating the big deal that we repeat throughout the entire thing. David went as far as saying, when your parents ask you what you learn, I want you to say nothing. And all of the kids thought that was funny. So when I got up after he taught, I, and did the scripture picture. Um, I said, well, the nothing he's talking about is in this verse. Nothing can separate me from or us from the love of God. 
and uh and they they like that so i said you know here's what you do you ask your parents or your parents will ask you what you learned today and then you say nothing and then you quote the verse and they'll be like oh my gosh this kid is genius you know and they they thought that was funny so um anyway i am going in a lot of details but it was a big deal you know i i i put some work in you know and it's it's how children's ministry is done is you don't water it down you just simplify it and you change the method of delivery because most sermons are three points and a and a main idea a main but the the idea in adult service can be more complex and um you can use uh you know more verses and things like that to help explain uh your your what you're doing you don't have to be so razor focused uh, because the word of God is is unique and that each person, it's like a good poem or a good song. Each person's going to pull out and uh, register with what they need from it. Um, but kids, kids pretty much need to be told over and over and over uh, the same thing. So hopefully in theory, when the kids got in the car, uh, what'd you learn about today? I learned that uh, nothing can separate me from the love of God. And, and that uh, God loves me no matter what. And I know there's one kid at least that knows that because he is a very smart kid. I'm not going to say his name on the podcast, but his mom listens to this show. <laughs> and um, I know for a fact that he loves when David and I do children's ministry. And uh, he's not one to get up and dance and sing during the dance and sing parts. Uh, although I did catch him spinning during one of the motions parts. I caught him spinning. That guy, he was doing that, but he sits there silently and so well behaved. Uh, and he absorbs, he just absorbs like a sponge. And I bet you if, uh, if, if his mom went or I went and asked him, what'd you learn about on Sunday? And then what was your verse? I bet you he could croak it up quick like a bunny because uh, he's, he's brilliant, brilliant kid. Um, he's crazy, but he's, but he's awesome. So anyway, it was, it was so good having one of our kids from Novation in there. And uh, I'm thinking about volunteering regularly. It's kind of taken my job hunt and put the job hunt on a hiatus because I think volunteering is a better place to go first. There's less risk. Um, I don't have a boss that can hurt me, you know, or yell at me. Um, uh, coworkers are in theory are going to be nicer. They're going to be grateful. I'm there, you know? Uh, so we'll see. I'll keep you updated on how it's going. The deal is I don't want to become a member of the church because I'm a member of novation. We're just helping out in case you don't know the pastor of this church is taking a one year hiatus due to anxiety and issues, you know, surrounding in, in his life. And David, our pastor is, and my friend is filling in for a year, uh, in, in the pulpit ministry, the preaching ministry. And so, you know, we're going there to, you know, their, their church to hear him. And I, I want to help out in kids church. And so I, I don't want to, you know, quit my membership for novation to join there. Cause a lot of times to be a, 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 a worker, you have to be a member and you have to 
uh, pass a background screening, but I am a credentialed minister with the Assemblies of God um, that should circumvent the membership requirement because I'm a, a pastor uh, and all I should have to do in theory is do the background screening. So David's going to check and find out because I, I don't want to move my membership away from Novation. Heck, there's only like five of us. So I don't want to, I don't want to mess it all up. And, um, plus, you know, when you switch your membership, you're supposed to pay your tithe to it. And, and I don't want to do that to David either, you know, blah, 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 blah. It just, it's just a big hairy deal. So, um, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, okay. So last, uh, week, no, Friday, I told you I did a podcast and I talked about a guy that I was in line behind at a, uh, at a, at a micro center, a computer store. And he started talking to me and, uh, he told me basically that he hands out, uh, 35 gig, uh, SD cards full of information. And he said, I hand them out and some of them are Christian stuff. Some of them are about this vaccine and what it's doing to people. And then there's one about how to not pay income tax. And he talked to me a lot about why paying income tax is uh, theft and, and it's not legal. And I've heard, you know, people talk about that kind of stuff before. Um, now, now let me just say this, my understanding, I, I guess some people would call me a sheep, but I don't feel like a sheep. I just feel like somebody that doesn't mind paying for infrastructure schools, you know, uh, benefits for, for people that are old, you know, things like that. I know government spending is out of control. Uh, I think people on both sides of the line will, will agree that it is not spent to its best ability. We might disagree where it should be spent, but we can both probably say the government does not do a great job spending our money, but looking around, especially if you've ever been to a third world country, uh, we're doing pretty good. We're doing really good roads, electricity, you know, um, pollution, you know, things like that. We, we got, we got a, got a pretty good deal going, uh, army Corps of engineers rerouting rivers. And, you know, there's just a lot of good stuff being done with taxes. So I don't mind, I don't mind paying them. It's just part of life. I hate, I hate them. You know, we all hate taxes, but it, it, this guy really hated them. And I, I talked about him on the show because he, um, he, he fit, he fit a profile. There's a certain type of guy that just, they dress in survivor gear, you know, tactical type stuff. Um, he only paid with cash. Uh, he, he's a little bit, he struck me as a little bit racist. He got, he squeezed that in by talking about a guy that was at the counter, uh, in a derogatory way. So anyway, I talked about him on the show and made some jokes and things like that, because that's what you do. You know, when you run up a comedy podcast and something, uh, out of the ordinary happens, you, you talk about it and you might exaggerate things. You may, um, uh, 
I don't know, just expand on things. Uh, for example, when I called him a, a, a racist because the guy that he was complaining about, or I said he gave me racist vibes because the guy he was talking about and complaining about was a black guy. And my response to him was, well, if I had to guess if it was the guy's fault or the store's fault, I would, I would go with the store. It's probably the store's fault. Well, you know, he didn't seem to like that. I said, but in the show, I said, uh, later on, I was waiting so long that I was getting a little bit racist and, and, um, it was a joke, obviously. So anyway, somebody emailed me, <laughs> somebody emailed me. I got a hate mail and, um, it was, it was from a, a, a guy that obviously holds true to the same creed as this guy that I, that I was in line with. So what happened? And, and I've talked about this. What happens is people hear something in the show and it hits them in a personal level. So they take it personally, even though I don't know them, even though I didn't direct it at them. And even though it's jokes and I'm not going to read the email cause I don't want to give it that much credit or time. Um, just, just know that everything that I said about this guy in line was wrong and everything the guy in line said was right. Um, there was a statement made in the email that, uh, uh, that income tax is theft and, uh, that the racial stuff wasn't right. And that, that, I claim to be racist too. And, and I'm like, I just wrote back and I said, I don't know what to say, man. They're jokes. It's jokes. It's a jokey show. And I usually don't even write back at all, but this one was so in impassioned. I mean, he was just like, you know, this is what he believes in his soul. And I, I just said, it's jokes, man. It's jokes. But, uh, I, I understand that people have views and I'll say that sometimes, um, I would say there's a certain type of view that I would call, um, you know, a paranoid view a little bit. I don't want to use the word crazy or kooky. But there is a type of person out there that is kind of crazy and kooky. And I'll tell you, one of those people are, are my, my wife's father. <laughs> he, he, um, he is definitely ultra right wing and, uh, you wouldn't know it to see him. You know, he doesn't dress the part. He, he's very well dressed, you know, man, uh, takes care of himself doesn't have long scraggly hair or a beard or anything like that. He doesn't, you know, fly a uh, Confederate flag off his truck or, or have weird bumper stickers, but he, you know, has a view that the government is going to collapse, that money is going to be meaningless and he needs to buy as much gold as possible. And that is his thing. And, um, so, you know, everybody's got, everybody's got their stuff, you know, and, uh, some stuff I can respect, you know, I, I can respect pretty much anybody's belief, uh, that is, that is rational, but there, 
it comes a point where I, I just think people are, are paranoid. And uh, like I said, I think the guy in line lives a paranoid life. And, uh, you know, because when, when, when he went to check out, the guy asked him for what he was buying. He was buying SD cards. Said, you want you want cash or check or, or cash or card? And the guy's like, cash, always cash. You know, a little mini sermon thrown in there. And the guy just wanted to know which button to push. He didn't want a mini sermon, but he got one because the guy continued, I don't want tech companies knowing what I do and what I don't do and blah, 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 blah. And you know what? I'm I'm a guy that's on the other side of that. I've got these Google Homes scattered throughout the rooms of my house that are listening to pretty much everything I say and are waiting for me to say a certain phrase. And I don't want to say it because if I do, <laughs> Google will come on. Okay, she didn't come on. Um, but I love I love Google Home. Because it helps me define words. It helps me look up the weather. It, it helps me um, spell things. And it also my wife uses it to call the family to dinner. Because uh, it's like an intercom system throughout the house. Uh, and, I, and I sacrifice a certain amount of privacy, I'm sure. But I doubt. See, I, I live in a world where I don't think there's anybody with headphones on listening to me. It's just a computer program that's listening for the words... Uh, hello and or okay and the word Google. <laughs> I had to look to see if it didn't activate. Um, and when I say that, then it activates. I don't believe that there's anybody evil out there. Now, being a Christian, being a Christian person that has read the book of Revelation and Daniel, um, you can't understand one without the other. So if you ever read Revelation, make sure you're reading Daniel as well. Um, I, I do believe there is a, you know, apocalyptic ending to the world coming. We don't know when we don't know how, uh, you know, most Christians would agree that we are in some phase of the end times, but I have it on good authority that the disciples thought they were at the end times. So, uh, who knows how bad it's going to get before the end. Um, so I do believe a day is going to come when technology is going to be turned against people, when when um, money is not going to be worth the paper it's printed on. You know, so I I I just um I just don't see the point in fighting it because I read, like I said, Revelation, and at the end God wins. See what I'm saying? So, you know, Jesus kind of said it when he said, give to Caesar the things that are Caesar and God's the things that are God's. I pay my taxes. I live my life. I enjoy the technology that maybe one day will be used against me. Um, you know, but there's going to come a hard day one day, probably where, you know, there's a universal system where we all have to be tracked and kept track of. And a payment system that may be digital. Now I'm sounding a little wacko, but I, I just imagine that technology is advancing towards what whatever will feed and help and 
uh, the the one world government that's coming according to the uh, scriptures. But it won't be an accidental, oops, I accidentally took the mark kind of thing. It's a freaking mark. It's something that, that shows. It's a decision. So the vaccine is not the mark. It's not a tracking device. It's just a freaking vaccine. If you want to take it, great. If you don't want to take it, great. Um, but, you know, it's it's not this big, horrible, you know, uh, horrible thing. I don't know. Um, what I say is, yeah, everything's short of the mark. I'm going to enjoy the ride technology-wise. But when... You know, they say literally, okay, now it's time to in, pr- imprint something on your forehead or right hand. That's when I am, am going to say no. I, I, I'll i tell you, even in Chicago <laughs> with the COVID thing, um, <laughs> we were in line at a restaurant and um, there was a, there was a sign they, they were, they were, they were taking temperatures of people before they were coming in. Remember when we were doing that? And uh, so we stood in line and they pointed a thing and there was a sign that said, if we can't get a reading off of your forehead due to hats, you know, coats or scarves or things like that, we'll take your right hand. (laughs) And I said, oh no, (laughs) it's the mark. They're checking for the mark. You know, I was joking, of course, but I did get a little trill up and down my spine. So, you know, um, I'm I'm just the opposite of paranoid, I suppose. I believe God's in control, and uh, I've got enough worry about just trying to get out of bed every day and function and raise my kids and love my wife and do my podcasts. Um, I don't want to live in a world of fear, uh, so I I have I have I am content, and if that makes me a sheep, oh well, I'm gonna be. Uh, um, uh, a mean sheep. I'm going to be a sheep that fights uh, coyotes and stuff. So whatever. I just, I just don't get it. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't get being angry at the other side. Uh, even the people that I think are weird. I don't hate them. I, I just think they live in fear and it's a shame. So anyway, I got hate mail from a right winger and <laughs> it was, it's not good. I don't get that much email. Uh, I'll tell you guys. I think I've said it before on the show. I don't get a lot of email. Um, and, and occasionally I get some great stuff. Um, I got one the other day that was absolutely fantastic. He says, uh, I was feeling rather nostalgic today, and I was telling my coworkers about a podcast I found accidentally while going through one of the most difficult phases of my life. It was sometime around 2010 and I found the Nobody's Listening podcast and I listened to it as one of the few bright spots of my rather dull life as a corporate drone. In fact, yours was the very first podcast I ever listened to. Love hearing that. Love that. You introduced me to Minecraft. My kids are pros now. And I even had one of my embarrassing letters read on your show. You inspired my wife and I to start a podcast, The Bible is Real, which eventually died. Uh, most importantly, you made the very idea of broadcasting an option for me. I never considered it before your podcast. My desire to be a communicator and an entertainer sparked because of your podcast. And I don't know, you don't know me from Adam, but your humor, passion, and transparency really inspired me. 
I now have my own radio program. So he's real broadcaster. <laughs> he's for real. Our program is in the top 10 in the region. So many of the skills I employ, I can, I can probably trace back to your podcast. I peeked in, I peek in now and then to see how you're doing after you went on hiatus. And today I found out that you're back up and running again. And it totally made my day. I appreciate you and all your work. And I'm looking forward to you and your family keeping me company on my commute to and from the studio. Take care. Regards, Tori. Um, so I get emails like that very, uh, sporadically. Um, and, and it's, I treasure them and I write back, you know, and I asked him about his show and I responded and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, getting a, getting hate mail, uh, is a big deal too. I just try to take it with a grain of salt. You know, the guy felt personally attacked. I don't know him personally. It couldn't possibly be a personal attack. It doesn't, you know, uh, you have to know someone personally, you have to be a part of their life and, and in order for, for it to be a personal attack and it. And it just wasn't. So anyway, that was interesting. I thought you'd share it with you. Um, uh, I am doing great as far as my weight loss. I think I mentioned it in my last episode that I'm, I'm on a goal, uh, because I got on a scale and I was like, uh, 312 between 312, and 316 pounds is what the scale said. It was, it was different two different times. I did it. Well, I'm, I'm very proud to say that after watching what I eat and exercising, I, I walk, uh, I was walking 10 minutes a day on the treadmill. Now I'm walking 15 minutes per day on the treadmill. I am officially under 300 pounds. Ta-da! Um, I'm very excited about that because I never wanted to get over 300. Never did. And I did. And, and it surprised me and snuck up on me. And now I am, um, 398 and I'm very happy about that. And I'm not slowing down. I'm still going to go and I'm eating so much less. My wife even commented, um, she was going to the grocery store and she bought more bread and more cereal. And she's like, you didn't even need it because you're not eating as much. I, I bought this extra bread and this extra cereal and, and you're just, there's not, you're not going through it like you used to. I'm like, yeah, I used to eat two huge bowls of cereal. Now I just eat one normal size bowl of cereal and I have one sandwich at lunch and I have a reasonable dinner every now and then I'll sneak over to, uh, Chick-fil-A and have an ice cream cone. Let me, let me give you a little tip. If you want a low calorie ice cream treat, uh, Chick-fil-A ice cream is the place to go because theirs doesn't have enough cream in it to be called ice cream. That's why they call it ice dream. Um, and I know that for a fact, so it's less calories. It's not zero calories. It, I don't know exactly how many it is, but if you want an ice cream treat, um, better than going to your freezer, go to Chick-fil-A and get an ice cream cone and you get that cone. You don't get that cone at home. The cone is probably the best part, but anyway, um, what am I watching? I'm watching gravity falls and a show called reacher on prime. Now reacher has language and reacher is uh, a little graphic, uh, but it's, it's a good show. They're a little proud of their main character. He's pretty much perfect. Every character in a story is supposed to have a flaw. Even a perfect character like um, uh, Forrest Gump, for instance, who does nothing wrong in the entire show, has a flaw. What is his flaw? Well, he's, he's special needs. He, he has a flaw. 
um, that he has to deal with that gives him a challenge that he has to overcome. And Reacher's challenge, his big flaw, is that, oh, trouble seems to follow this one. And other than that, he's he's perfect. And it, so it bothers me a little bit, a little lazy on the storytelling there. Uh, it's not the best show in the world, but if you like 24 um, with, with uh, Dustin Hoffman, that's not his name, um, then you'll like Reacher. And uh, like I said, it's got language, a lot of language. And it's a little graphic, but uh, it's not every episode. And uh, it's good. Gravity Falls, I'm watching on the treadmill. Gravity Falls is a cartoon. It's on Disney Plus, streaming on Disney Plus, and on Hulu, I believe. And there's two seasons, and it's a cartoon, and it's well done, and it's funny. And I like it a lot. What am I playing? I'm playing video games, and I'm playing Seven Days to Die, which sounds horrible if you're a person that is a Christian and doesn't play video games, but um, it is a survival game where there are zombies and every seven days, a big horde of zombies comes and tries to kill you. And so you have, you have those seven days to prepare and you have to collect items and you have to build weapons and you have to build um, uh, a, a fort, uh, a base, uh, to, to withstand and the zombies are smart if they can't get to you they will start knocking down your building in order and and they even are programmed to know the structural points um so they'll knock down structure stuff so the whole building collapses so it's it's a hard game and i'm enjoying that i'm also playing dead island which has been out for a long time but they did a uh a reskin a remake or re uh, an upgrade on the graphics they re-released it i get it for eight bucks uh that and its sequel and it's um it's basically another zombie game where you fight zombies on a resort island and uh it's it's it shows its age but it's pretty good well anyway that's our episode for this week i hope you enjoyed it and um i hope you will email me this week and tell me what's going on in your world let's let's have some communications uh you don't have to email you can go to facebook and uh go facebook.com slash group slash nlcast and uh that is a group online that we uh you can join if you haven't joined it's private and it's a place for um fans of my shows to get together and talk and i check it several times a day i get notifications when stuff's posted and i respond and things like that um also i have a discord server you can go to nlcast.com community and you can get an invite just click on the link and install you don't have to install anything for discord you can use it on your phone you can use it in your browser or you can download discord and uh, it, it's just a chat, a big chat room. It's kind of like a mix between chatting and a message board. It's really fun. There's a lot of a lot of folks on that as well. And I'm probably a tiny bit more active on Discord than I am even on Facebook at this point. Uh, follow us on Instagram, uh, Instagram.com slash NLCast. Also, Twitter.com slash NLCast. And then uh, I'd be amiss if I didn't mention you could support the show on Patreon. Patreon. Uh, as it's called patreon.com slash gok it's five bucks a month helps a lot and um thank you for supporting those that do 
We appreciate you. Email me, james at nlcast.com. If you'd like to tell me what you get out of this program, this crazy guy that talks about weird stuff. And we'll see you guys next time. God bless you. I really mean that. Even if you're not a God believer, he believes in you and he will bless you. And he loves you very much. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Bye.